Pastor Varun and Pastor Dala Hopperson would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. Today we would like to talk about the importance of divine authority. We want to talk about kingdom principle today which is a very popular subject that we like to learn. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we would like to learn everything you say in the Bible, Lord. We want to be effective, fruitful, and loving disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we honor your word. We believe, Lord, that everything you say in the Bible is true and it builds our life, Father. We surrender to your word. We surrender to your Holy Spirit, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I would like to talk about the kingdom authority. And today, we'd like to talk about how important the authority of God is. And if you read the scripture, you will find out that God is the loving God. In the Old Testament, the Bible says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and his government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. So this scripture prophesies about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, that our God is the king of all kings. He is the almighty God, and he has the government on his shoulder. In other words, he has authority. And not only that, he is the everlasting father. Our God is not a child abuser. He is a loving God, even though he has authority and power. One Tao in Palestine called Nazareth. This town have a chance to see the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Messiah walked into the city, but the Bible said that he could not perform any miracle. He could heal only a few people. Can you imagine people in this city already knew the Old Testament? They knew about what God said about the first coming of the Messiah. And they expected a king to come to rule and reign. But when the king showed up, and his name is Jesus Christ, he could not perform any miracle. The Bible did not say that he would not perform, but the Bible says he could not perform. Why Jesus could not show his glory and might in that city? Even though he was a Messiah that prophesied in the book of Isaiah that he is a wonderful counselor, Almighty God and everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. And He has all the power and authority. Jesus Christ has the Holy Spirit or the anointing without limit. He has all the power on earth. He can do any miracle as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit. Why did these people fail to receive the anointing or fail to receive miracle from Jesus? Because of wrong expectation. Everyone say, wrong expectation. My dear brother and sister, if you want to receive something from God, you need to come to Him with expectation. A lot of people go to church or go to care group or go to camp, 
without any expectation. And even the worst one is false expectation or wrong expectation. These people thought that Jesus is going to show up in the city with a white horse, with sword and spear in his hand to be like the king of the country and come with a big army to rule and reign on earth to get rid of the Roman Empire, to stop the oppression and depression and slavery in their country. But Jesus did not come as they expected. Because of the wrong expectation, they failed to surrender and to submit and yield to the authority of the Son of the living God. And my dear brother and sister, this happened a lot in the world nowadays. That because we look at people and we have false expectation or wrong expectation about people, and then we don't receive anything from the anointing in that person. In fact, Sister Jane told me that during the camp time, I noticed that, Pastor, you drank a lot of the Holy Spirit. You got drunk in every meeting. You got filled with the Holy Spirit in every meeting. I think many of you can witness that I was really having a good time in the camp. Every service, I just filled with the Holy Spirit. You know why? Before I went to the camp, I made a determination that Pastor Joe and Becky Cruz are anointed. They are the representative of God. They are sent here by God. They are here for the right timing for our church. And God going to use them to minister to me and to the church. I went to the camp with the right expectation. I went to the camp with honoring the anointing in the couple and in the worship team there. Every service, I received something from them. Because I don't go by what I see. You know, actually, I know Pastor Joe Cruz more than all of you because he is my friend. I know some of his weaknesses. I know some of his shortcomings because he is a human being like you and me. We all have shortcomings. But I ignore the shortcomings, but I look at the anointing and I look at the calling of God in his life and I just receive. I come with expectation to receive from this man of God and this woman of God and from this worship team. And what happened to me, I receive a lot. I don't want to be like people in Nazareth. I want to go to God with the right expectation. God wants to bless you. And He sent somebody to help you. But the thing that He sent to you may not be the same package that you expect. You may think that your pastor should be a tall and very handsome movie star, look like a movie star with a nice voice and all this stuff and without accent. But God sent another package to this church, a man from Thailand with accent. Amen? As a neurosurgeon, not as tall and handsome like Pastor Caesar. <laughs> but this is a package you got. And if you don't understand the way of God, you will miss it. Sometimes God may send you a care group leader that you did not think that, oh, this is a package I want. I want another kind. I want Pastor Da to be my care group leader. But God said, no, it's not Pastor Da. It's going to be somebody else. The package for you may be different from what you expect. So you need to, instead of looking at what you see, a man and a woman who walk by faith will not go by what they see and what they hear and what they feel, but go by what God wants for their life. And just take whatever God gives and then flow with it and believe it and just have the right expectation and receive from that man and woman that God sent to help you. 
Amen. So don't be like people in Nazareth. Don't come to God and come to the authority of God with wrong expectation. I noticed that when I go back to Thailand and preach the gospel, it's so easy for me. Even though it's a Buddhist country. But it was so easy for me to preach the gospel there and began to move in signs and wonders. You know why? Because people in Thailand have the mentality of the word kingdom. When the king of Thailand come by, everyone will be on the knee to honor and respect the king. And I did that when I was young. One time, a king of Thailand walked by me, and I have to kneel down and really show respect to him. So we, as the Asian people, understand about the issue of kingdom authority. We understand about submission to the authority and the kingdom of a king. But when I come to preach the message of the kingdom of God in the U.S., I find out that it's a little bit more difficult. Because in America, we really worship the word independence, self-reliance, and also individualism. We don't want anybody to tell us anything. We can depend on ourselves. Therefore, to submit to somebody in our own mentality in the U.S. here or in the Western country, it means we are weak. And we don't want to show weakness by submitting to somebody. But my dear brother and sister, submitting to the authority of God is not weakness, but it's strength. That you are humble enough to obey God. And not only that, you say, no, I don't want to depend on God. I don't want to depend on any authority or any leadership that God put over my life. I don't want to depend on them. Why? Because we think that if we depend on somebody, it cannot show that we have limitations. We don't like people to call us that you are limited. We want to be big kahuna. We want to be martial. We can do anything. We can face anything because we are big. And we are a big country here. But my dear brother and sister, individualism, self-reliance, and independence are not of the kingdom of God. God wants us to submit to His authority. God wants us to submit to Him, rely upon Him, depend on Him, and come into a community and relate to one another and depend on each other. To be self-reliant and to be independent is not the will of God. If you come to the church or you enter the kingdom of Jesus Christ with the democratic mentality, you will miss God a lot. Because in the kingdom of God, it's not democracy, but it's theocracy. Mean God says so, it means God says so. There is no democracy in heaven. In heaven, God has the ultimate authority, and whatever He says, that's it. You cannot argue with Him. You cannot come to Him and say, "But if," or you cannot say "But if and or but" to God, because God is the ultimate authority. He created the heavens and the earth. So today, I want to encourage all of you: if you want to be a very fruitful Christian, you need to understand that our God. Has the ultimate authority. He is the king. The government is on his shoulder, and he is the everlasting God, everlasting Father. He has all the authority, and he can exercise his authority. But thank God, he's a good God. He's not a child abuser. He's not going to use his authority to abuse all of you. He uses his authority to bless you, 
to do good to you and to be good to you, and he want to see you successful. He want to see you strong and fruitful. He want to use authority to do good to you and to bless all of you. And God knows that the way He gonna take care of the world, He need to delegate authority. Everyone say delegation. He delegate his authority to somebody to take care of this universe for him or this world for him. Let's look at Romans chapter 13, verses 1 to 2. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. The Bible says that let every soul, is every soul including you? What does it mean in English? English word every. What does it mean? Everybody, including you and me. Is that right? No exception in this room. Everyone in this room need to subject or submit to authorities that God ordained or God put in this world. And we're going to learn in detail how many kinds of authorities. And God said every soul, God said that every soul need to submit to authority. And there is no authority on earth here that is not ordained by God. Even bad authorities, even those who have authority but have bad habits, they still ordained by God. We have the presidency election in America coming soon. Yes, we do our best to elect a president. But once a person is selected, he is ordained by God. And we all, whether we agree or not, we should submit to that authority. Amen. I know that some of you might be democratic. Some of you might be Republican. I know, I'm not going to tell you what I am. I am only the kingdom of God. Amen. I'm not a diplomatic <laughs> Democrat or Republican. I am with, with Jesus. Amen. So we're going to choose the best president, but one, whoever gets selected, we need to submit and to honor that authority. We should not talk bad about that authority because it's appointed by God. Amen. Amen. And you know, the first sin that comes into the world is about challenging authority. When Satan came to Eve, he tempted her by saying, if you rebel against God, you're going to have authority. You're going to be like God yourself. You don't need to submit to God anymore. You're going to have all authority on earth here. And unfortunately, Eve yielded to the advice of Satan or the serpent. And she really wanted that authority. She did not want to obey or to submit to the authority of God. And she picked up that fruit. And what happened? Sin came into the whole world. This is a big issue. Sin. It's about rebelling against the authority of God. That's why this sermon is so important because we are going to the root of the problem here. The root of the problem is that we rebel against the authority of God. And you know what happened to Eve after she rebelled against God? She lost her freedom. She lost her freedom. She could not enjoy the Garden of Eden anymore. She could not enjoy the blessing anymore. Submission brings freedom. But rebellion brings bondage. Amen? Submission brings blessing. But rebellion brings curses. 
And God said, "We need to submit to every authority on earth here, even though they are terrible and evil authority." You say, "Oh, oh, oh, Pastor Lau, oh, I don't agree with that. I should shoot that manager. I should gossip about that manager. He's not a good manager. I should not submit to bad manager." But you know, the Bible talk about King David. When David was a young man, he totally submitted to King Saul. Was King Saul a good man? No, he was very wicked. He was a wicked king. He killed 85 priests and including their babies and their wife. He was a very wicked man. Uh, did David rebel against King Saul? No. All throughout his life, David proved his integrity and his obedience to God. He never touched Saul. He never, he never talked bad about Saul. He always submit. And he always honored Saul, and you know what happened? God raised David up to be the ancestor of the Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes God allows bad authorities to come in to test our obedience, to see whether we obey God or not. We need to learn how to submit. David was a good example. He submitted to the bad authority, and he passed the test. Amen. It doesn't matter what authority. I have done to you. If you do the right thing, God will promote you, and God will anoint you and bless you. In the Christian walk, you need to understand one truth here: we are not dealing with only the physical world here. It's not about only I and Pastor Da here. It's not only about you and me, how we relate to each other. But as a Christian, we are in the spiritual kingdom. We are related to the kingdom of heaven. And there is a king in heaven up there. Even though you may be abused, you may feel that you are taken advantage of by the authority around you. But you need to understand: it's not about you and them, but it's about you and God. And if you do the right thing toward the authority, a person up there, his name is Jehovah, the Jehovah Jireh, the Jehovah Kisanu, the Prince of Peace. Look from heaven and say, "Good." You are my good boy. You are my good daughter. I will promote you, and I will bless you and your thousand generation because you are doing the right thing. So every time you face a situation, don't just come in and it's between my problem and Pastor Tyson's problem. No, it's not about our problem. It's about how you and me gonna relate to God. How we gonna obey God? Because we are not just living on the earth in the physical form and then die and disappear. We have to know how to relate to God. Look at another bad authority in First Samuel chapter one to three. Talk about another immature authority. His name is Eli. You know, God put Samuel under the authority of a weak leadership. Eli was a high priest, but he was a weak leader. He did not know how to correct his children, and. Samuel has to be under Eli and also under the sons of Eli, and the sons of Eli were wicked. They committed fornication. They slept with women inside the temple, and they corrupted money in the temple. They're very bad leadership. Did you see any part of the Bible that Samuel gossip about Eli and his children? Did you see any part in the Bible that Samuel rebelled? And say, I'm gonna leave this church. I'm gonna leave this temple. I don't care anymore. Eli is bad. No, 
Samuel stick to what God told him to do, that he stay in that temple, he stay with Eli. They so corrupted to the point that the Bible said that this family, Eli's family, will never see any gray hair person. It means that everyone gonna die young and no more family. Their last name will be wiped out from the earth. God was very upset with his family. Under bad leadership, Samuel still rose up to be one of the great prophets of Israel. He was the one who anointed David to be the king of Israel. If you are under bad authorities of authority who are terrible and evil, it doesn't mean that God cannot bless you. As long as you learn how to submit to authority, imagine Hannah, the mother of Samuel. Hannah went into the temple one day, and Hannah was travailing and crying and and praying to God, and she was asking God to be pregnant. And the pastor walked in, named Eli, and the pastor said, "Are you drunk? Did you drink alcohol?" I think many of you in America today, if the pastor walk in and say something negative toward you like this or corrected you, you may say, "Pastor, I thought you are the man of God. You miss it today. I'm leaving this church. I'm gonna go to another church." But you know what Hannah say? Hannah say like this: "No, my lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither nor wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord." She called Eli, "My Lord." He did not call. Hi, Eli. How are you? You're terrible. You're a terrible pastor. She honored and she submitted herself to the man of authority, even though Eli was not a good leader. He was a very weak leader. He compromised. But Hannah learned how to submit under the man of authority. And you know what happened? God answered her prayer. She got pregnant and delivered a baby named Samuel, who was one of the great prophets in Israel. He brought revival to the land. Amen. It's okay to be submitting to authorities that are not good, and we need to learn this lesson. It's interesting. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, the Bible says, "Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together." As is the manner of some, but exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. In other words, the Bible tries to encourage us: don't miss church meeting, don't miss care group meeting. Keep going, keep coming together, keep exhorting one another, keep coming back every week to meet one another. By the way, I start a new care group at my house on Thursday night for the people on the east side. And if you don't have a care group to come, you can join us. You know, it's a wonderful care group like other care group in this church. Amen. Amen. Wonderful because Pastor Dai is there too. Amen. So we come together every Thursday. We come together and encourage one another. We build one another up. And the Bible said, "Don't miss the meeting. Keep coming back together." And at the beginning, when I read this scripture, I wonder why God said this in the Bible. And now I see that. Because the devil is so is so tricky. There are many ways that the devil try to trick you out from fellowship, from coming together. Because he knows if you separate yourself, you're gonna get weaker and weaker and weaker, and you will one day may die spiritually. But if you continue to come and connect, 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 you will get stronger and stronger in the fellowship. 
That's why I and my wife believe that my care group need to be every week, not once in three months, because I want to keep strengthening, keep charging each other all the time. Because we have so much out there to pull us away from God. I mean, I'm not telling you what to do, but this is what I believe that we need to devote ourselves to the Lord 100 percent. And one of the ways that the devil will try to pull people out from the fellowship is this. Not just make you busy, make you have all the stuff going on in your life, and then you don't care about meeting anymore. One of the things is this. You walk into the care group, or you walk into the church, and during the honeymoon period, oh, Pastor Lau is a nice man. He is so good. I like him. I like this church. Honeymoon period. After six months, you began to see my weaknesses you began to find out, oh, Pastor Lau has weakness too. Pastor Da has some weaknesses too. Oh, my Kakub leader. I thought he is a Superman. I thought he's an Iron Man. I thought he can fly like an Iron Man. I thought he's like a, the movie star in, in the Mummy number three. Can fly. Even the, all the snow come down, still come out from the snow. The actor didn't die in the big snow storm. Wow, you think that all these Kakub leaders are Superman and they never make mistakes. But after six months, the honeymoon period is over, you find out they have a problem, like me. Because our human beings, they're still growing in the Lord too. They, we all grow. And you know what happened? The devil would speak to you. I don't like this authority. I don't like this Kakub leader. I don't like that pastor. I don't like this. I don't like that. I'm going to quit going to church. I'm going to quit going to the care group. I, I don't want to get involved anymore. And you know, that is the scheme of the enemy. That's why the Bible says, don't miss the meeting. And don't expect your leader to be a perfect man. He may not be perfect, but if you submit to authority, you shall be blessed. But if you don't submit, you shall face judgment for yourself. Amen? If you look for a perfect church, please don't go there. Because you're going to make that church imperfect. Because you are not perfect. You, when you show up, you make that church imperfect right away. Because an imperfect man show up in the church. This church is not perfect either, but we do our best. We can do the best we can with the resources and manpower we have here. Amen. We cannot be like another church next door. Because we have different group of people. Different giftings and abilities and talents. So each church will be different according to the combination of people. And the pastor is different. One pastor may be evangelist. His church is so big because he's evangelist. Another church, the pastor may be a healer. So everyone come in and get healed all the time. But he's not a pastor. So whatever God calls you to be there, just submit to authority over there. And God can use you. Amen? The Bible talks about authority. And the Bible is so clear that if human beings have no leadership and authority in any institution, People are going to go wild. People are going to go crazy. People are going to do whatever they want. Can you imagine if you live in Seattle now and there's no police officer, there's no law, what's going to happen on the freeway? Ooh, bad deal. I don't want to live in this city without a police officer. I know sometimes you don't like a police officer because they use that gun. 45 miles per hour, ticket. You don't like them. But we need them so that people will not drive wild on the street and hit one another. Amen? The city without leadership, without authority, or any institution without authority will be in trouble. Look at Judges chapter 17, verse 6, and Judges 21, verse 25 say the same thing. In those days, there was no king in Israel. 
everyone did what was right in his own eyes, without authority, without leadership. People gonna go crazy. They're gonna do whatever they want. The society gonna fall apart. People gonna just do whatever they want, and they're gonna take advantage of one another. No law, no rule, no nothing. That's why we need to thank God for delegated authority. We need to thank God that God put authority and leadership in each location to govern and to help us to grow in the Lord. Amen. There are four kinds of authority. Why don't I mention the first one today and I quit and we'll continue next Sunday. The first one we call civil authority. Do I say it right? Civil authority. Okay. First Peter chapter 2 verse 17. This one was written by the Apostle Peter. You can see that the Apostle Paul who wrote Romans chapter 13 and Peter who wrote 1 Peter 2 17 say the same thing. The Bible say like this. Therefore, Submit yourself to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. When you submit to the authority, you do it for the Lord's sake. People who love God so much, people who fear God will enjoy this teaching. But people who don't love Jesus and don't care about how Jesus feels, they don't like it. I submit to authority because of the Lord's sake. Because I want to honor God. I want to obey God. Whether to the king as supreme or to the governors and to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers or for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as born servants of God. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God, honor the king. Christians who fear God will submit to the civil authority or the president or the king or governors. The fear of God will make you submit no matter what. Even bad leaders, bad leadership in the country. They may make mistakes, they may make wrong decisions. You still submit and you still honor that authority. It bothers me when I see in the TV, no matter who is the president, I'm not talking about any specific president, when I see in the TV, people come out on the TV and start to talk sarcastically against the president of the nation, in this nation. I'm talking about principle here, that you begin to sarcast and talk bad about the president. You know that is from hell. We should not sarcastically say something against the president. We should honor them. Amen? Again, I'm not Democrat or Republican. I'm not here for politics. I'm just talking the principle that we should honor the man of authority. You may not agree with everything they do, but you need to honor them and you need to submit as, as much as you can. And we're going to learn in detail about the difference between submission and obedience. They are different. Submission is unconditional, but obedience is conditional. You submit means your attitude. You submit and honor the authority, which is the authority of God. When you submit to a man with authority, you submit to God. But you may not obey everything. Because if the authority tells you to commit sin, you don't need to obey. But still, with the submissive attitude. In this series of lessons, I'm going to show you in the Bible, from story to story to story, 
how God's people in the Bible submit to authority, even though they may not obey. I'm going to show you from the book of Daniel, from the book of Acts, from many parts in the Bible today. Just introduction. Everyone says civil authority. Amen. And if we don't submit to the authority, we will resist the authority of God Himself, and we will face judgment. Amen. We need to submit to authority of the police officer, submit to the governor, submit to the authority of the president, and we should not talk bad about them. We should honor them because they are the ministers of God on the civil side of human community here. Amen. Do you learn something today? Yes. Number one, let's say right expectation. Right. Even though the package, say, even though the package may not be what I expect, submit to authority, and God will bless me. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we believe, Lord, that your word really changed our heart today. Lord, we want to obey everything you say in the Bible. Father, help us to have the right heart, the right spirit in this church. Lord, help us to obey your word. That from now on, we will honor and submit to the delegated authorities that you put on earth here. Whether they are in the government, they are in the school, in the workplace, in the church. Lord, we want to learn how to honor authority because when we honor them, we honor you, Lord. Oh, Father, help people in this church not to make a decision to be like, Lord, Eve. We don't want to rebel, but we want to submit, Father, to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Before I close the service for the next few minutes, I would like to ask you, if you die today, are you sure that you will go to heaven? If you die today, are you sure that your spirit will go to heaven? If you say, no, I'm not sure, I want to tell you the good news. It's a simple thing that you can do. is to say, God, I'm a sinner. And I know that the wretches of sin is death. If I don't have my sin forgiven, I will not be able to make it to be with God for eternity in heaven. God, please forgive me. And I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay for my sin. And I want to receive you, Christ, into my heart so that my sins will be forgiven. And when I leave this world, I will be in heaven forever. And not only that, God say, the thief does not come except to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I have come to give you life. And give it more abundantly. Heaven starts on earth here. Since I and my wife became Christian, we have heaven on earth. We have abundant life. Our relationship gets better. God takes care of my jobs. God takes care of my family. It's wonderful to be a child of God, to come into relationship with Jesus Christ. I would like to ask you to accept Jesus into your heart. Pray and ask God to come into your heart. How many people want to have that abundant life and go to heaven with us? Here, raise your hand up. Raise your hand up. Can I see your hand high? Raise your hand up high. Amen. Amen. Why don't we stand up and pray and accept Jesus together? Ask God, pray out loud with me and ask Jesus to come into your heart today. Father in heaven, Father in heaven, 
I come to you, Lord. Come to you, Lord. With a humble heart today. With a humble heart today. I am a sinner, Lord. I'm a sinner, Lord. By nature. By nature. But today. But today. I repent of my sin. I repent of my sins. I turn away from my wicked ways. I turn away from my wickedness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That you give me abundant life. You give me an eternal life. Eternal life. Through Christ Jesus. Through Christ Jesus. Who died on the cross. Died on the cross. To pay for my sin. To pay for my sins. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Come into my life right now. Come into my life right I'm now. I'm born again today. I'm born again today. I become your child. I become your child. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Save me. Save me. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. And Savior today. And Savior today. And all the days of my life. And all the days of my life. In Your name, Jesus. In Your name, Jesus. I pray. I pray. Let's give the mighty hands to the Lord. Amen. Welcome to the family of God. If you accept Christ today, Amen. Before we close the service, can I pray one more thing? How many people are sick here? I like to we want to believe God for healing today. Raise your hand up. Anyone is sick today? Raise your hand up. Keep your hand up. We believe God together. In the name of Jesus Christ, we command sickness to go from their body, their mind, right now, and we. Speak divine health into their body right now. They are healed by the stripe of Jesus Christ. We believe that they shall be healthy to serve God all the days of their life. Go right now, sickness, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. May God bless all of you. Amen. Let's sing, My Life is in You, together. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My life... It's in you, Lord, my strength. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206-275-1042 or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address. New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, Mercer Island, Washington, 98040. Thank you very much. 